This is by the Shea Shores. Anchors away. Welcome to what is very potentially the first episode of the Shea House podcast. Last time I spoke to the crew was a name with a working title, but I believe we're going with By the Shea Shore. How do you feel about that? I do feel... I feel like that's a great name. Yeah? That's a great name. Yeah, would you like it even with a nautical theme? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I my name is Devin. I am uh, a member of the German Pod and of the Shea House podcast crew at the moment. Um, and who is my guest that I have right here? Uh, my name is Dylan. I'm the current language assistant of the German pod in the Shea House. <clears throat> Dylan, our language assistant of the Shea House. And can you tell me what is a language assistant? Uh, in the sense, a language assistant guides its resi- uh, his or her resident uh, through um, the process of adapting to the language. Uh, shows uh, them the different uh, sort of cultural um, differences and also is there as a facilitator. The facilitator, yes. And I notice you use this word uh, adapt. Is that because you view your job as an LA uh, as a sort of mentor or a teacher in the learning process of a language more so? Um, I don't feel as though I'm more of a teacher, but more as a um, person of contact uh, who is there for the residents who uh, to help them in their learning experience. Um, more through different activities rather than the uh, standard learning practices that you have during, the, during your university's courses. I see, yeah. So your courses may be where a lot of the learning in German happens, but... but in Schehaus, it's more of though is using that the language that you learned and then um, adapting it into your everyday life and um, pretty much learning more about Outside, out, 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 uh, learn more from the outside of the academics, pretty much. Outside the academics, yes. I do believe that is what um, Shea House had advertised on its website, and I've been having a great time with that so far, Perfect. as I'm sure all six of our language pods have been doing. Great. So, Dylan, I have a couple of questions about your experience here, uh, not only at Shea, but leading up to Shea. I wanted to ask about, did you have any prior experience in teaching before this position? Actually, I did not. Um, I've never had a similar position, for example, teaching teaching assistant or, or any of so, any of the sort. Nor have I ever had any teaching experience, particularly with uh, teaching German. Um, however, I am a native speaker, and I, in a way, mastered the language compared to others. Uh, let's mm-hmm. say in the pod, uh, and um, therefore. Um, I have the, the qualities that I need, in a way, that a language assistant needs to uh, help uh, their students to become more adapted, like better in the language. I see, yeah. And so with that being said, not having the prior language experience, or well, sorry, having plenty of prior language experience, but not the teaching experience, how did you come into this job? Um, I was actually interested in in Shea House even before applying um, to become a language assistant. Um, it pretty much all began when I was looking for housing options that involve more of a cultural aspect to it. Um, in a way, for example, the international residence house. And then while researching those different options, I stumbled upon Shea House and was very intrigued by the diff that it set up and the presence of different languages. And I then also uh, found out that each pod has its own language assistant 
um, and I was more interested in learning about like um, the different activities that a pod a pod does. So at that time, I actually contacted the former language assistant, and uh, she informed me that they are currently looking for one. And so um, I thought that might be a great opportunity for me to sort of like show more of my side of the German learning experience, uh, uh, and then also teach sort of uh, students or share my experiences as a native speaker uh, with the students um, and teach them more about the German German youth culture, which I thought, which I think is uh, missing a lot in uh, acad little, academics. Yeah, yeah, and brushed over in the academic context. Correct, correct. A lot of Hochdeutsch going on. Correct, correct. That correct. is high German or the official dialect, so to say. Um, and I do remember you mentioning to me in passing that you... Some fun facts, such as you were among the first ever people to voluntarily reach out. Correct. Actually, I was the first ever to voluntarily apply for this position. I think the Shea House uh, German Pod has been active since 2012. Um, and ever since then... Continuously. Continuously. Wow. Except because of, except well, because of COVID. COVID semester was yeah. something different. Um, but other than that, usually the German department um, had to look for someone uh, who would fill up the position. But um, they were very pleased with that applied, and they said that my qualifications are far than what they require, and uh, they're very happy with my application. I think that's wonderful. It's certainly exciting for the department and for the program when there's a native speaker at the head of it, mm -hmm. uh, especially when it comes to any sort of cultural insights, because you grew up in Germany, didn't you? Correct. I grew up in Germany. Um, I was born in Heidelberg and stayed there until I was 16. I attended German, regular German gymnasium. And um, after my during my junior year of high school, I moved to the U.S. Mm -hmm. Gymnasium being a sort of secondary education popular in Germany, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. Um, and so, having come here to America, at, at what point did you start coming to America more regularly? Is it only for academics, or are you living here now? Um, it's Right now, it's more for academics. Um, it is my house, my, my home, I would say, which is still in Germany, Heidelberg. Um, that's where the majority of my family lives. Um, however, I do have family in the U.S., um, particularly in Washington, D.C., in the area, Nova. Mm -hmm. um, and I do visit them regularly, but outside, for example, for vacation and so on, I do go back to Germany most of the time. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. And so mentioning that you have family members in the U.S., you come from a bit of a blended family background, don't you? I do. Um, actually, my grandmother, she is. She comes from Vietnam. Uh, she immigrated to uh, the U.S. during uh, the Vietnam War, war uh, after she met my grandfather, who was in the U.S. military. He was a sergeant. And um, my, so that's, that's from my mom's side. My mom is half Vietnamese, half, half American, and then my dad is 100% German. And they both met, actually, because of my mom's extensive sort of uh, military family military history mm -hmm. and um, she was stationed in Heidelberg and through a joint uh, job project uh, she and my father met. That certainly is an interesting story to have. I've heard a lot of um, 20th century immigration stories of a uh, mm -hmm. similar caliber. Not all of them are happy but <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, and so taking us back to the American front of uh, this discussion here, when you say uh, 
you're in a position, I've noticed so far in this interview, you've drawn a, a distinction between language assistant and a, a teacher, but do you think there is um, teaching experience that you have gathered or at least leadership in some capacity? Oh, definitely. Um, I realized that a position of a language assistant is way more demanding than you initially expect. Mm -hmm. um, because as of now, as the Shea House is program, is, for every pod, it's pretty much the structure that, is that you have. Uh, for language learners a week, um, which require a little input from the language system. Right. Um, however, there is a weekly one-hour language corner, uh, which also acts as a one-credit course for all students, uh, credit or credit, and um, those require actually way more preparation than I initially anticipated. I first of all had to create a semester plan uh, that lays out. Uh, also uses of the given budget budget and the pretty much the goal of every single language corner uh, may it be cultural uh, exploration improving grammar um, exploring your vocabulary all those things and uh, I sort of underestimated at first uh, but the more language corners that I sort of like guide and the more we do I feel like the more comfortable I get I feel like also the more comfortable the students get and uh, speaking up during uh, these language corners as well. So, but yeah, there's definitely a sort of learning curve mm -hmm, as yeah. for, uh, when being a language assistant. And so quite a bit of, uh, what is it, behind the scenes work going on here. Yeah, kind of pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I want to ask you a little bit about um, your impression in this program so far. So what have you noticed about um, any students here? Like, do you want to comment on a uh, range of um, German levels? Yeah, definitely. So, as of now, we have uh, two students who are have only taken one semester of German so far, only completed one semester of German so far, and you can definitely notice that there are disparities between uh, the skill levels. Um, however, uh, both students are making an effort in improving their vocabulary and act actively engaging into conversation. Which is always great to see, um, and then also I have also other students who I would already consider fluent in a way. They have a great range of vocabulary, their grammar is mostly perfect, and uh, the um, it's I could have a regular conversation with them as if I would have, for example, the same conversation with a friend in Germany. Um, so it's sometimes also difficult uh, structuring uh, these language corners around. Uh, because I always have to consider every every level of German because I do not want to make it too um, difficult for uh, the lower skilled ones to not be able to participate, but also not uh, too easy for the uh, the higher skilled ones uh, students to feel bored in a way, you know. And is there any method to how you strike this balance? Um, usually, I try to find activities that. While they involve a lot of German, um, it's also um, um, understanding through activities in a way, like through physical sort of um, activities. So, for example, uh, for next lunch corner, we are planning on doing a cooking event um, where we learn, for example, new vocabulary through showing it through uh, tasting it away um, and for example the, the prior the week prior we had
had a um, presentation event, a presentation day where everyone was assigned a certain German state, and that do a short presentation. Yes, on. I remember that one quite well. Yeah, I've you always... did. A, you did had yellow. You did. A, you did a good job. Thank you. I've, I've always uh, enjoyed PowerPoint nights, so to say, yeah. <laughs> especially the <laughs> rise of their popularity in the Zoom era. Very true. And so, taking that into account, these uh, these levels of German you've seen, and the uh, learners of German in America that you've seen, just as a curiosity, I've been meaning to ask. Uh, what have you observed about us in comparison to learners of English in Germany? Of course, it being a much younger process. Yeah, it's, it's a much younger process. It varies a lot, honestly. Um, it always depends. I feel like learning a language always depends on someone's interest and someone's engagement. Um, someone who is more naturally talented in learning a language obviously will have a much easier time mm -hmm. and who's also more interested in learning German. As to someone who is less interested in, for example, only does a credit, um, has no interest in pursuing that language in any way. Um, I am, I will say though that I am impressed with how much um, some students are able to speak and understand with the short amount of time that they study. Um, mm -hmm. I do not have any sort of knowledge of learning a language on a university level in Germany. However, I know that um, throughout the high school process, it is not as intense um, as, for example, in university level. But also, but saying that, I also have to consider that the high school high school level of learning a language is also not as intense as the high school level of learning a language in Germany. So, I mean, I can't really consider. I can't really say certainly that. Um, it's harder to learn language in Germany or in the U.S., but I know that um, they're very close to each other in a way, and that I would I would I, what I would say though is that the students in the U.S. are progressing faster. Progressing they're, faster, you say? Yes, they're progressing faster, and they are more. Um, the departments usually um, demand more of the students, like maybe through. Uh, increased amounts of homeworks or harder, more rigorous tests. Uh, and this is on the uh, university model in, in particular? Yes. Yes. Yes, I've noticed that uh, too. Also, Well, not in comparison to Germany, but I have noticed uh, how intensive, particularly at University of Virginia, me being a transfer student, uh, the language programs here can be quite a bit more rigorous than at my previous institution. Yeah, I took Japanese when I came uh, here to the University of Virginia. Mm -hmm. And... I can say for certain that Japanese has been my hardest, car, my hardest course so far. Even though I'm a double yes. major in uh, computer science and economics, I would not say that both these compare to the difficulty uh, mm -hmm. of Japanese. It's 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 a it's a hard department. They yeah. definitely demand a lot. I mean, it's full of um, also Japanese natives, so they might have yeah. a different understanding of like mm -hmm. how these language uh, courses should be structured, but it is how it is. Yes, so let the record show, as I'm sure a lot of our UVA-focused listeners uh, already know, that language courses at this uh, university can be quite difficult, but with the right amount of passion, I'm seeing a lot of uh, perseverance in our programs. Um, and then talking again about the pod briefly, uh, 
and about the various levels in German. Have you noticed that it's relatively a smooth process to get people to talk in German at designated times or even outside of designated times? Um, that's a good question. So at first I felt as though the students were a little shy in a way of speaking further to each other uh, in German um, and engaging into conversations. But you know, as more um, the more time they spend with each other, the more comfortable they get with each other, the more easier it gets for them to converse in German, um, and the less afraid they are of making mistakes. So by now, I would say one month into the program, um, it's a pretty, it's a fairly smooth process where uh, the students, the students are engaging in conversation without my input, which is great. Um, I'm always happy to see that. Um, right, yes, especially in the uh, amount of language that is being produced. It is a rather demanding program, I would say, um, at the designated times, at least. So one more uh, question on the more humorous note uh, that I wanted to ask before you're out of here. I was wondering if there are any, uh, let's say, unique experiences, anything funny, that you are allowed to talk about confidently, of course, uh, that have happened within this pod. Or just any fond memories that you have, even at Shea House or within uh, German programs or with American students here? Um, I wouldn't say I have any particular moments, but I do say that as a pod, we are very close in a way. We all understand each other and we all like spending time with each other. And so we often have movie nights together. Um, we often play Nintendo Switch together, you know. Yeah. Just... Fun things like that, that are like little bonding, uh, or like all little mm-hmm. bonding activities. The social Partic- aspect of the pod. Yeah. yeah. Particular moments. Um, all these particular moments, I don't think those are all podcast friendly. <laughs> yeah, not everything that happens in a personal life is podcast friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly are a pod that is friendly, I would say. And that, that's very true. So are. Yeah, no, I, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, from the podcast friendly side, those, those are, those are the activities Actually, yeah. that I remember most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like everyone is comfortable here. At least I am. I hope everyone's comfortable here. Um, I know that I am, and um, I am always happy when people knock on my door and are talking to me, regardless of if it's related to German or not. Yeah. Um, Would you want some friendly fans to come on up here? Just of course, of course. Presence? Everyone, everyone yeah. is welcome. Everyone is welcome, always. Um, yeah, like, um, even though I'm in LA, I'm also just a resident here in Shea House. And, exactly. Um, I'm pretty much on a job 24-7, but mm-hmm. that does not mean that I am... Wait, wait, wait. That doesn't mean that when you speak to me that I also respond as a LA. I'm just a regular student here and like I'm friends with everyone and um, I at least I like to believe that (laughs) and um, you know I just also like having like the regular like students student dorm interactions like everyone has yeah well I am very glad to hear about all of that and just you know my experience on the uh, student participant side of things I have uh, enjoyed participating this program quite a lot so far. I think it was a good introduction to what is in fact my first semester on campus, even as a third year. That's good. I'm happy. Yeah. 
Um, and so with that, I think we have a relatively successful amount of uh, audio to work with for our first round of podcasts. Yay! So, yay. Very nice. This has been uh, Dylan, everybody, from the German Podcast. And make sure you check out the rest of those five uh, Pod LA language assistants. Thank you, guys. Yes, yeah, so see you next time. Bye-bye.